Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. When I studied to be a yoga teacher, the first day that I sat down in the shala in, near the beach in Bali, a strange man walked in. He had glittery eyes. He had a kind of cheeky smirk on his look, but also he looked serious and stern. And when he sat at the front of the class and introduced himself to us all as our philosophy teacher for the duration of the one-month yoga teacher training, I knew I was in for an eye-opening experience. This week, we're joined with Sebastian Moras, who is an incredibly intuitive, connected, spiritually conscious individual. He took himself from a corporate career in Chile, being an investment banker, to now traveling the world, teaching yoga and studying in India and Bali and all over the place. He is a beautiful soul, and I know this conversation is going to crack your heart open and just remind you of the things that really matter in life. As always, you can download show notes at relaunchmyliferadio.com, click share, subscribe, and please pass this episode on to someone that you think would benefit from it. Live from Australia and all over the world, welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. Your host, Julia Lieber, is a lifestyle redesign expert who personally relaunched her own life from being a corporate workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of her own design. She is an international coach, retreat facilitator, and spiritual teacher, and is a woman on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. With 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories, tune in to Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and live a life of zero regrets. If you want to get the latest, be sure to click subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for show notes and our blog. So welcome everyone to this week's episode and I'm so excited to be here speaking with one of the teachers that I learned from in my yoga teacher training, Sebastian Mora. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your wisdom with me today. How are you? Very good. Thank you for inviting me and creating this beautiful space of conversation. Thank you. So for the listeners who are listening, perhaps paint a picture for them. Where are you in the world and how? You, what have you been up to this morning? What, what was your experience so far today? Well, in the world, I am in India, in South Goa. Actually, I'm in, a, in an ashram doing a tantra training, something really for myself and also uh, after my plan also share some thoughts, some experience from here that can help some people. So I'm here for around two months and then coming back to Bali. And this morning, I, this morning I just had classes, classes on Ayurveda, Pachan Karma, Tantra, Asana, Yoga. So really, really interesting practice, really inspiring, really powerful at the same time. Excellent. Thank you. That sounds definitely interesting. And there's probably a whole other podcast in that topic. But for today, I want to introduce the listeners to a little bit about your story and how you actually came about being a yoga teacher. So um, I would love for us to rewind and give a 
share and tell me a little bit about your life before you became a yoga teacher because as I understand it, you grew up in Chile and you were in a very different reality back in Chile. So what was your job and and what was life like for you pre-yoga? Well, I born in in southern Chile in in Patagonia and and I grew up with my with my dad that is basically also is into some spirituality. He's a Tai Chi teacher, Qigong teacher, but I didn't never like um, follow him so much. There was sometimes that he was giving me Reiki when I was feeling bad, but I didn't know what what it was about, so I not too much interest. And then I study uh, business management and economics because it was a career that looks like cool, you know, <laughs> because it's, uh, people were, to- uh, were telling me that it's something that I can get uh, maybe good money. There is a full of possibilities of working in, 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 in the industry, in different companies. Uh, so I did that because I did that. Actually, I can see now that I did that because other people were telling me to do that. Um, I don't regret though. I, I think every experience is, is teaching you something. There's huge lessons in every single experience. But but at that time, I was kind of more a follower of of, uh, of people, you know. Uh, and then I started to work in the industry. I started to work as advisor and in sales and advisor in the stock market, so in investment area. So it was crazy there with the stock market. The share was going up, share was going down. The gold, the silver, the commodities, forex change. Um, it was pretty busy life, and and there was a point that that I was kind of enjoying, but in a shallow way, just kind of in the surface, you know. Um, and eventually, it started to feel bad. The, Physically, I start to get some uh, symptoms and that type of symptoms that when you go to the doctor and they say, let's do some exams and they don't realize that it's not it's anything there. And they, they tell you like, oh, maybe you're stressed and just, just take it easy, just relax. And I start to get more and more anxious, um, digestive disorder, uh, and that start to affect my social life. And I was kind of a little bit lost. And that was the turning point that I started to realize that, all right, so let's ask some deep questions of what I'm doing, what I need to do uh, with my life, you know. And that's why I'm grateful for that stuff, you know. I'm grateful for that symptoms. I'm grateful for everything that's happened because it leads me to start to see beyond. So I was telling you that it was in a shallow surface and now I started to back. At, at that time, I started to see a little bit beyond the, um, the surface and and I started to connect with more spiritual practice, right? So I started to do yoga, I started to do meditation. Very slowly, I started to get kind of little gifts from that practice or little glimpse of something else, something beyond everything that I was experiencing in my life. And I wanted to go deeper. I wanted to go deeper, so... That's when I take the decisions to, to, to start to travel. I went to Australia first. Uh, that was like a, also, a, a, I would say, rock hitting rock bottom time because I was alone. I was trying to practice, but at the same time feeling like um, I was not receiving what I wanted until I, I went to India and, and I didn't decide to become a yoga teacher. I, will, I took a teacher training because I wanted to 
teach yoga to myself, right? So that's why I went to India and really effortless. I became a yoga teacher because the fact that started to happen after that training that were amazing. <laughs> mm. So what started? Well, so many questions have just spun off what you've just shared. <laughs> I have this this image of you who I've met now and, and anyone who's seen Sebastian as well. I, I'm, I'm trying to get this picture of you in the stockbroken in a suit with a briefcase and, you know, <laughs> um, maybe at the pub, lots of money, <laughs> living the exactly high life. That. So different, yeah. right? And then now you're in you're in India and you're you're in an ashram, and the smile on your face just says that you have all of the all of the success and the wealth in the world. So yeah. that's definitely a sign that you you followed your heart and the right you know the right. It's step. so funny because what you say is reminding like Facebook it give me like uh, this picture is from you like I don't know four years ago or something. The memory. And I was with my first car, you know, my first car, and so happy with like and, and super. And now I don't even use flip flops now. So. <laughs> it's super funny because from like having my first car and I don't know, like normal city life, you know, and, and, and working in sales, moving in this corporate uh, system to this, you know, to this, to be in an ashram barefoot and meditating every day is, a, is an interesting change and I'm really grateful for this. Polar opposites. It's awesome. I love it. So inspiring. Um, and so you, you you mentioned like you started the process of doing yoga and meditation and getting more in, but it wasn't until you took that step and and, and did the yoga teacher training in India that you really yeah. felt like you applied everything. So what would you say to people who are thinking about making a big step like that or maybe investing in themselves in some study or something that's really outside their normal reality? Um, like what would you advice be for people listening to this about um, just following those those signs even if they don't make a lot of logical or financial sense but they feel right what would your advice be yeah I think that's happened a lot and happened a lot and, and I think still happened to me a lot this that is you have like this instinct to do something to connect with space with someone to take this crazy training that you are not into at all and 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 then you say, and then it comes, there is, there is a gap between that moment, intuitive moment, and when the mind comes and the mind starts to say, why do we do that? Like, uh, that's not connected with your uh, work or job career. That is, that is uh, something new. You cannot start to build something from zero. Uh, what your parents going to say, what your friends, your partners going to say. Is it, all right, let's, let's keep it like this. Let's keep it like this. And you keep going in this hamster wheel on and on until you end up like very old, keep doing the same and paying bills, paying your house, your cars, your everything. And then where was the time to, to follow your heart, to follow your passion? And, and that's a gap. That's an interesting gap between when you decide to do, when you decide to move out of your comfort zone. And it's not pleasant sometimes. You need to give up stuff, I guess. You need to give up uh, maybe even friends, you know, and people. You need to give up um, uh, certain habits that were keeping you, like, in a warm comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you ask me for an advice, is is it's awareness of that gap. It's really, really aware of that gap. And there's a lot of things that you can do to be much more aware. For me, meditation works a lot. Um, 
time in silence for you, time in nature, that gives you perspective. That gives you like the big picture and you can create and, and be much more aware of that gap. And then when you are aware of that, you can decide. You can decide if I'm going to follow my rational mind with my conditioning and my patterns in my life or I'm following something that comes from here and I cannot deny this powerfulness true. No, and you can't deny that feeling that you have inside, even though it doesn't make sense. I've just found anytime anyone tries to ignore it, it just, it always comes back. You know, your heart is going to keep beating, like saying, sending you the messages louder and louder. So you talked about making some uncomfortable decisions and maybe losing some friends. What for you and your journey and your path was one of the the big difficult decisions you had to make? Well, the I mean, one of the main ones is, is related with people, right? So this life in this realm is all about relationships, relationships with, with family, friends, partners. And, and I'm living very far away from home now. So, so it's something that I need to deal with is, is being away from my family physically. I mean, we can keep in touch, you know, we can use technology for that. But still, the sense of touch, the sense to be close, um, there's something that I'm missing because part of my journey is being here or being around this area. Um, and also related with friends, you know, because if, if you are in this environment of, uh, I don't know, let's say party, let's say hard work, let's say uh, in the industry, um, and, and this circle of people is doing things that they are not connected with your essence, sadly, you need to give up that habit and eventually you will give up that people. Mm-hmm. And and that's come something really powerful that I think is a fear that I have and I, everyone has is is uh, the fear of missing out, the fear of m- missing something that you have. In that way, it would be your family, partners, or friends, or anything. So it's interesting because uh, it's an interesting fear that is totally an illusion. We have. Ultimately, we don't possess nothing right especially people i mean you cannot possess somebody so everyone is free here and um so what you can lose if you don't have it yet (laughs) so at the end it's interesting that when you realize that that you can internalize that message within you you will realize that anything you do you, you don't have anything to lose because you don't have so I think that's an interesting point to be aware and to internalize. And, and when you do that, life change. Life change, absolutely. It's something really powerful. I love that. What can you lose if you don't have anything to begin with? That's beautiful. And one thing that really stood out to me in the yoga teacher training, and you teach a lot of the philosophical elements, which is just perf- a perfect fit for you. And it must feel so beautiful to be living and, and being able to teach something that you have embodied and, and, and can explore and learn about and pass on your learnings. I loved how you shared with us about um, your perspective on, you know, we, we ultimately have to just surrender to experience in this life. And when you do that, when you just surrender to the experience of, well, this is what's happening and becoming that conscious observer of it, that's where all of that, that fear of loss or, or, you know, your mind projecting what it's expecting in the future or playing out what's happening in the past, um, that surrender to experience would be um, just, you know, such a beautiful antidote to that fear, I would imagine. So. Absolutely. I mean, there's a, there is a quote that they say that life is not a... It's not happening to you. It's like it's happening for you. So, mm-hmm. so basically everything, and, and, and it's really important to internalize the, the fact that everything is, 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 is 
it's a conspiration to to you, you know, in order to to evolve, in order to connect. I feel that is my kind of view of life. That is 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 uh, universe is conspiring to your favor all the time. The thing is, we cannot you cannot really see it, and we cannot really feel it because we stay too much in a realm of your rational mind. We cannot define we cannot define all reality or life through or, or or rational mind and or five senses, right? We we know that is there are things that we cannot see, we cannot perceive easily. But but if you create a, just as a space of awareness of silence, you can start to feel another stuff. And and there is a there is there is um, there is things. For example, you can see in there's animals that can perceive more stuff with their senses than humans, that dogs can smell in a, in a higher, I mean, can receive higher frequencies or people or the eagles can see beyond what your eyes can perceive. So basically what's, what's going on there or, or inwards too is something that is, you know, by logic, by the laws of nature, by patterns that you can perceive easily, that is, that is beyond what you can perceive. So, I think it's really important to internalize that. And what you say was super interesting that um, surrendering and, and accepting what's, what's, what's happening because it's, it's for sure a lesson for you to evolve, a lesson you for, for understand. I guess we are here having this experience of life to understand who we really are, you know, that's, that's basically everything you know this interconnection we have as human beings with nature and with the space you know to understand and get in touch with that and then we're trying to use our logical brain to understand it so the brain is trying to use itself to understand itself and there's and there's there's no when when do you ever determine that you've figured it out you can't right and so that's the paradox of life right so you just end up enjoying and, and being present um, another thing that you talked about in the yoga teacher training and you said so many times and whenever I hear it now I think of you is don't accept things, don't reject things, but contemplate them. So, And that kind of ties into surrendering to experience because sometimes when, say, an experience occurs and we're resisting it, so we're, we're like not accepting the circumstances or we're rejecting what's happening, like that, that perspective of standing in a place of... Oh, well, why is this happening to me, and 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 what? Why would I've brought this situation to myself? That contemplation stage is a really nice opening, and I found that useful for myself yeah. since leaving the yoga teacher training. It's a really nice place of getting into a non-resistant state. Is that contemplative, curious state? So, why has that just become one of your kind of mantras that I think you probably said about five hundred times in a month? <laughs> why? Maybe, why maybe more. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's come from. Well, that was a big, big teaching. One of the big teaching of my one, my one of teachers of Rishikesh. He is a philosophy, my philosophy teacher, and and basically becomes maybe probably my main mantra in life is he say yoga is all about relationships, and and the way you you relate with others and the way you relate with yourself. So basically, it, that's the main yoga. All we know that is not a uh, sun salutation warrior sequence is beyond that. It's the way you relate to the world. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the big problems uh, that creates uh, wars, fights uh, with 
your partners, with your family, with your friends, and also inner fights. Like, as you say, these people who doesn't know, should I move? Should I take a decision? I'm working in this. Should I, should I follow my passion? That's also an inner fight that can happen to you or with others that is related with lack of understanding. A lack of understanding means you start to put your rational mind to judge fear. So you are either accepting 100% some things or you either are rejecting and there's no space for low to contemplate. So I think that's key. That's key. When I start to apply that in every single detail, in every single aspect of my life, uh, things start to change in a massive way, in a massive way. Because we tend to, I think, judgment and this tendency of human being to judge right away when you are receiving a message from another being is, is creating a lot of problems, a lot of problems in yourself, make you feel sick, make you feel unstable, create this harmony from yourself and from the world. So I think that is totally related with this gap that I was talking about, this mm-hmm. gap that people need to be aware. And that caps that gap is increased when you apply contemplation in your life. So, and why, why is this happening? This happening because um, we have a set of belief, a set of, a set of belief that comes from our patterns or conditioning from our childhood, or, or if you believe also, you can, you can say that comes from past life. Um, and we tend to filter every information with that conditioning, with that patterns, and that affects your life. You're not free, you know, you're not... Some people think, yeah, I'm free, I can take decisions, but if you are receiving a message from another being, for example, in your partner, with your partner, you're fighting, and then you receive this message that you don't like, why you're not liking it? Why you're you rejecting? Why you say, no, you are wrong? Because you are defining, you are seeing himself with your set of beliefs, set of patterns. So we need to create that gap of contemplation. You will never understand another human being until you basically, Padanjali talked a little bit about that. Like you need to become that person. You need to really see through his hair eyes to understand him and just just need in, in, with two people or, or two, uh, another, two human beings discussing. You just need to be one. You need to have one people understanding and contemplating the situation and they will not be fight at all. So if we are talking about terrorist attacks, we are talking about religious problems, we are talking about uh, all the social problems that we are getting involved in our society, you will realize that it's for lack of uh, contemplation, for lack of understanding. I think that's the key for work uh, to, to be in a harmonious world, right? And that's what my teacher was saying, that's the yoga's relationship, go to your leg with others. Mm, I definitely agree with that. And I think you said that, um, I'm not sure who you quoted, but someone asked a question, how do we relate to others or how do we, how do we get along with others? And the response was, well, there are no others. And, mm. and really just seeing yourself as the, the reflection of the person you're, you're talking to. And I sometimes talk about this concept of the lottery of life. Like you didn't consciously choose to be born you and I didn't consciously choose to be born me and the listeners, you didn't consciously choose to be born you that you can remember yeah. even. Maybe you did at a soul mm. level. but um, And so in that lottery of life, like we're just all doing the best we can at, at who we are. And I know that if I had been, I know that if I had been 
you know, if you had been born a um, someone on death row in America and had gone through their life experiences and had had their parents, their upbringing, their beliefs, their samskaras, their their patterns, their conditioning, you you would be that person. You know, it's it's what we've experienced in our life and and how we've grown through that and the lessons that we carry that that we um that we become. So it's yeah, it's a beautiful place to just get mm. into that state of acceptance of all. So. I wanted to ask you though, because I'm, I'm conscious of time and I'm very grateful that you're send, spending time with us. I know you're at this Tantra workshop. So I've got a couple of final questions. So what has been the biggest learning or takeaway then from this Tantra studies that you've been doing in India? What can you share with the listeners about that? Well, Tantra is, is something really interesting, powerful. It's something ancient. Ancient is, is a pre-Vedic. So we are talking about ancient practice and belief um, that, that not only they're from India, you can see tantric practice from every, every single culture and, and, it's, and it's totally related with what we have been talking about. It's totally related with relationships, with psychology. Uh, there is a big misunderstanding that is everything about sex in tantra. Yeah. There is some sexual aspect, absolutely, but, but if you want to go to the core of tantra, it's, it's all about dropping off all that conditioning, all that set of belief all that pattern dropping off in order that you can live life from within, from your deeper self. So basically all that practice you do is in order to, is in order to have a better life, better relationship, be a better human being, you know, and, and connect with your true essence. So Tantra is all about that in, in, in the main core. From then have been developing different practice from Hatha yoga, from tantric meditation, uh, or, or in the left-hand Tantra from like sexual practice in order to get liberated. But the essence is that. And, and it, it's really interesting because it's, when you start to do this type of practice, yoga or Tantra, this, the journey of self-realization that comes from your human being with your senses to the ultimate reality, to awareness, to consciousness. And when you reach that, or at least you get a glimpse of that, you start to realize that you start to see yourself in everyone. So basically you don't exclude anyone from love. So there's no distinction, you know, it's, it's like the sun. The sun go out and, and doesn't say, I will not give some... Uh, a hot temperature to this country or to these people or to doesn't there's no distinction of it you just give love because you are love and you you emanate that so that's what all this powerful practice it leads you to 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 live in that way and it's, it's the most beautiful amazing way that you can live um that's why i don't know jesus buddha or all of these amazing people mahatma gandhi they were connected with that essence so everything that we're doing and thinking and saying, it was coming from a place of unconditional love. And when I say unconditional love, I'm saying like it's not, there's no distinction of race or gender of human beings or even if people that is harming you, even if people who are trying to harm you, it's like no distinctions are fully love, unconditional love to that person and to everyone. So that's why Tantra and yoga and all these uh, really powerful practice uh, leads you to, to live a life super beautiful life and amazing life and it's the way that we're supposed to live everyone yeah and if you could go back to that Sebastian that a few years ago was walking in the city with a briefcase and tell him that you'd be <laughs> in an ashram in India studying a tantra course being interviewed about you know teaching yoga what, what would he have said to you do you think 
if, if I see my old me. Yeah. What do you think he would have thought about the life you now live? Oh, my past me would be like, I can't, he wouldn't believe it. It's something no. that is, there's no possibility. It's, it's impossible. Could be like anything. I could be the best tennis player in the world. Yeah, I could. But being in an ashram, barefoot, meditating every day, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> so that's come. That comes with the surrendering, as you said, just surrendering to life, surrendering what life is showing to you, is giving to you all the opportunities, and and you don't really know. I don't really know what's going to happen to me the next year, the next years. So also, maybe it's going to be a huge change too. But who knows? Let's see. We are living in the present. Makes life interesting, that's for sure. So in closing, I'd love to share with the listeners a bit about how to get in touch with you because your, your mission is really to support more yoga teachers to bring yoga out into the world. And I love yeah. what you're doing, uh, giving new graduated yoga teachers more support yeah. to get their businesses up and running. So it's liveteachyoga.com and they can download a free resource guide to support them in their yes. business. So if anyone's listening and they've just done their yoga teacher training, download this free guide guide from Sebastian to support you in your business. Um, it's a really beautiful website and congratulations. It's going to support so many people. So it's great what you're able to do uh, to spread to spread the yoga philosophies even wider across the whole world. So. Yeah, that's really nice. I, I kind of, I feel like I find a path, uh, I mean, helping and supporting yoga teachers that are teaching yoga. I mean, the essence of yoga and all of this we have been talking about, like connecting with your true essence, be brave to move off your comfort zone, connect with the, the other people around you, relationships, spread the love. All of this is the yoga. And, and I would love to support or grow also with another yoga teacher in order to spread this beautiful message. So liveteachyoga.com is one of the ways that I found that uh, to, to keep doing what I love and what is connected with my passion. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time. I feel like there's probably so many other interviews underneath the layer, but I'll let you get back to your studies. And uh, yeah, have you got any other final closing words for the listeners? Another uh, words, closing words. I will keep this, uh, I, I will uh, um, invite the people to follow and, and connect with this month that you put it on the table that is don't accept, don't reject, contemplate. I think, I think simple things are the most powerful things. And just with few words, that is, the, that is this mantra is about, it can literally change your life. So every time that, that you're feeling in conflict, that you're feeling that you should take a decision or not, I'm feeling a wall, I cannot move forward. I feel like, uh, what should I do? This is a, it's a teaching that I should come back to my comfort zone or I think I need to climb that wall and pass through. That's like that moment that you don't know what to do. Just stay there. Observe the world. Make a beautiful painting in the world. Do something and just be there and be content. Be content. That was Santosha, one of the niyamas of yoga. It's like be content in any situation and be able to observe. I think that's key for a better and beautiful life. Beautiful closing words. And thank you so much for your wisdom and for sharing your time and for what you're doing in this world. And I'm excited to see how different your life will be in another five or 10 years. So, Yeah, we will do another interview in 10 years. <laughs> see, where are they now? <laughs> Maybe you'll be back in, in, with a suitcase and a briefcase uh, with, let's see. With, with your mala beads underneath. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Cool. Thank, thank you, you so much to you for creating this space and creating this space for inspiring people and creating 
transformation. So thank you so much. Thank you. That's this episode's inspiration for Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia and all over the world. Visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for resources to help you relaunch your life. And remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.